Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Chris Taylor, the president, director, and CEO of Great Bear Resources. Mr. Taylor, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Maurice. Nice to speak with you. Glad to have you back on the program, sir. Audience members should note, last month we conducted a very thorough, comprehensive interview with Mr. Taylor, highlighting the value proposition before us in Great Bear Resources. We encourage you to visit our website to truly appreciate the consideration and merit that Great Bear Resources presents for your portfolio. Great Bear Resources has some important updates for current and prospective shareholders regarding the company's continued progress from the ongoing 90,000 meter drill program on its 100% owned Dixie Gold Project in the Red Lake District of Ontario. Before we address today's exciting press release, Mr. Taylor, for someone new to the story, please introduce us to Great Bear Resources and what is the opportunity you present to the market? Great Bear is a Canadian gold-focused exploration company and our project, the Dixie property, is located in one of Canada's best uh, high-grade gold mining jurisdictions. That's the Red Lake area of the province of Ontario. And the gold project that we're working on, as you mentioned, is about, uh, it's 100% owned, and it's uh, located immediately adjacent to a highway beside power lines and about a 20-minute drive from other existing gold mines in this area. So it's an infrastructure-rich, high-grade gold project with gold results that go right to the surface beside a highway. Mr. Taylor, we have updates regarding drill fences and the consolidation of three zones. To have a better context on the successes of today's press release, provide us with some highlights of the LP Fault Drill Program to date. The LP Fault is a very large gold target on our project, and this is about uh, 20 kilometers long, uh, tip to tip. So uh, from the perspective of other projects in this area, this LP fault target is about the same strike length as all the other mines in the Red Lake District put together. If you stack them up all beside each other, they would be about the same size as the target that we're working on now. What we're seeing and what we announced in our most recent news release is that as we drill along many kilometers of this fault, we keep hitting gold mineralization in every area. So initially in our exploration program, we thought we had different gold Gold zones developed along uh, the fault, and we called those the Baramini, the Yuma, and the Oro zones. With the recent results, what we see is that drilling between and around these areas is all hitting the same styles of gold mineralization, and that means instead of having normal-sized gold zones, what we have is a very large, an unusually large, and unusually continuous gold zone that goes right to surface. So it's a very exciting change for our understanding of the project. And to date, we've only drilled about 18%, so three kilometers of about uh, 20 kilometers of that target. So there's a long way to go for Great Bear, and it's very exciting to see these results coming out as they are. Looking at figure one, walk us through and provide shareholders with a summary of the company's most recent results regarding drill fences along the LP fault. 
The first figure in the relief shows the locations of the Beramini, Yuma, and Oro zones, and how in those areas, uh, when we put out news over the last few months, it was just uh, a drill hole or maybe two to three drill holes in each area, widely separated by a kilometer and a half or a kilometer, and these zones were given separate names. Uh, obviously, before we did the drilling, we didn't know if these all connected together into sort of a uh, large uh, super zone, uh, for want of a better term. Uh, with the drilling that we've done recently, which we showed on figure one, we're seeing the same rocks and the same styles of gold mineralization section after section after section to the point where there are now 14 drill sections each section has one to three drill holes across it, and it's all the same geology and all the same styles of gold mineralization over that entire 3.2 kilometer area. So we have enough data present now, which we're showing uh, visually on, vig on figure one, that you see the continuity of mineralization. And ultimately, continuity is what gives you resources for a gold system like this. And seeing this kind of continuity was excellent news for the company. Moving on to figure two. What can you share with us regarding gold-bearing alteration, and why is this important for shareholders to note? Gold-bearing alteration that we see, um, effectively what's important here is the size. Now, there's really two styles of gold mineralization that we see along the LP fault. <coughs> Some of this mineralization is very wide zones of lower-grade gold, the type of gold that you would see mined in some of the largest deposits in Canada. There's a very well-known project here in Canada, which is operated by Igneco Eagle Mines. It's a great big mining company, and they're, they're an excellent, uh, they have an excellent exploration and production track record. That deposit is about 12 million ounces of gold at about one gram per ton gold, and it's a big open pit type deposit. So we see that style of alteration and gold mineralization along three kilometers so far uh, of our project, which is about the same strike length as that big malarctic deposit that's operated by Igneco Eagle. And then we see high-grade gold uh, within that as well. And this is high-grade gold and the low-grade massive uh, halo around it that go right to surface. And with the results that we've just put out, we could see that in the drill core links that we uh, drilled and published recently, we've seen that gold zone go up to 500 meters long along the drill core. And that's amazing in terms of a 500 meter width of the mineralized system that we see so far. That's the kind of mineralized system you don't typically associate with a gold deposit. That's the sort of thing that you see in these big porphyry copper deposits and other deposits of that scale. But usually with gold, in this area, most of the gold that's mined is only two meters wide. Two meters of high-grade gold is what has produced more than 30 million ounces of production in this district. So this is the first time in this area of Ontario that anybody's seen a gold system with this sort of scale and magnitude. Strike length, depth extent over 500 meters so far when we've drilled it, and up to 500 meters of width that we see along the core. It's just turning into something that nobody expected to see on this scale in this area. Bear Resources provided some intriguing assay results, but before we get into those numbers, can you walk us through the 3D image of the LP fault zone, and what does this convey to the technical team? Effectively, what we show through these 3D images is consistency. And you see the same styles of rocks and the same mineralization kilometer after kilometer. And it's really that consistency which is going to make this an unusual standout in terms along with the size and the presence of gold to surface beside the highway that consistency of geology section to section to section across kilometers is what we want to emphasize uh, with that image 
Free Speculator wants to see results. We have them display before our audience members. Walk us through the results. What has piqued the team's interest on the latest rounds of success regarding continuity? Effectively, what we see is these uh, uh, section after section along this new target. We see that uh, wide intervals of the low-grade mineralization that tends to form these open pit type mining deposits. And then we see that high-grade zones within it. So what we're noticing, if you look at the results, is that you see uh, mineralization that ranges from up to 100 grams per ton over widths of, say, half a meter, or you might end up with a half an ounce per ton over three to four meters. And that'll be surrounded by these wide intervals of, uh, say, 40 meters of a two, two grams per ton or 50 meters of a gram per ton, these sort of intervals. And that's what we see effectively uh, in the Oro area of the LP fault. We had a drill result that came out uh, about a month ago now, which was about 40 meters of five grams per ton gold, an exceptional result up near the surface. Again, high, higher grade intervals in the middle of that. And now we're seeing... Uh, with step out drilling, which is hundreds of meters away to the southeast and to the northwest, we see the same indications of high grade gold flanked by lower grade mineralization. And it's consistent in that consistency is what's driving this story. It's that combination of factors, which is really setting these new discoveries apart from anything else that's been found in this district before. The press release highlight holes BR21 and BR22. Walk us through the cross-section of BR-21 on figure four, and why is this important? BR-21 was drilled uh, partially between uh, what we called the Oro discovery and another discovery about a kilometer away. So this is about 200 meters uh, away from the Oro discovery towards the Yuma area. And BR-21 showed uh, some half-ounce mineralization, again, right up near surface, and the same flanking intervals of the lower-grade gold mineralization, again, right near surface. BR-21 was a shallow test of the mineralization to see if it went right to surface in that area and towards the other zone. And the other section that we put out, BR-22, which is to the southeast of um, our original discovery hole, that had, again, some 100-gram gold material flanked by, I believe it was about 40 meters of about 2 grams per ton gold around that as well. And that was a deeper test. And in the deeper holes, what we saw in this system is that as we've gone deeper in that Oro area, the zone is really flaring out to this exceptional width of seeing multiple gold intervals over up to 500 meters. So that's the significance of the BR-21 section and the BR-22 section, both flanking. They're both a bracket, that original um, Orozone discovery hole as well. So you have continuity across 300 meters in that area of the high grade and the, um, the low to moderate grade gold uh, going right to surface and also looking like it expands to depth, which is also another significant finding. Let's discuss zone consolidation. Which zones are being consolidated and what prompted this move? Effectively, all of the zones that we've drilled along the LP fault, there were three of them prior to this news release, they've all been merged together because with 14 drill fences, each with one to three drill holes across that three kilometer strike length, we're seeing the same mineralization at all locations. And that means that we're not looking at separate gold zones at all. We're looking at a large, uh, continuously mineralized gold zone. And that was the very significant finding that we came out with recently. Before we leave Great Bear Resources Property Bank, the business and geological acumen continues to exceed market expectations. What can you share with us regarding properties that are earning 100% royalty-free interest? 
projects are exceptionally unusual in that uh, in that sense. We when we purchased the Dixie project to give you a little bit of history, it was owned by two different parties. One of them was Newmont at the time, the large American mining firm. They owned about a 33% interest in the project. The other one was a local prospector who'd managed to accumulate a 67% interest in the property and also some of the outstanding royalties. Now, when Great Bear uh, became uh, the owners under option of this property uh, three years ago, we negotiated that we would buy out the royalties to the project so it wouldn't be burdened by any of those factors. And we also bought out, eventually, uh, Newmont Mining as well. We did that before we did any drilling. And we knew that if we were successful on the project uh, and we had not bought these people out in their entirety, ultimately the purchase price would have been much, much higher. So we managed to get a very good fair deal for our shareholders. It doesn't have any royalty overhangs on the project at all. And that means that all the benefit of what we're finding in the ground flows to our company's shareholders. And that's why with our share structure, currently sitting at about 42 million shares issued and outstanding. It's a much tighter share structure than you see with most companies in our position. We do have um, a great deal of uh, cash in the treasury as well, about $18 million Canadian at this point, about uh, $24 million on a partially diluted basis. And that's enough money that we can basically do hundreds of drill holes on the project over 2019 and 2020 without the requirement to finance again. So that combination of 100% ownership that you mentioned, the lack of a royalty overhang and the tight share structure is one of uh, those are the combined dominant reasons why the project and the company is performing so well uh, in the context of its group of peers. Closing, multi-layered question. What is the next unanswered question for Great Bear Resources? When can we expect a response and what determines success? Uh, I think the way to answer that, uh, Maurice, is to point at uh, what makes a project unique and what makes it successful. And in our case, uh, what you're looking at is a very active exploration program with results that come out very frequently. This is something that generally guides the market. Uh, and progresses the market. So uh, people don't have to wait months or years between progress on the project. It comes out weekly or every few weeks at the latest. And what you're seeing on top of that is those combinations of structure and the unusual discovery. So thinking about the geology and the nature of gold mineralization, how many comparable peer companies out there can tell you that all the gold that they're drilling goes right uh, within a few meters of the surface and that all that gold is being found only, you know, a mile or two from a paved highway and the main gold zones actually run parallel to the highway and are only about a 20-minute drive from other major producing gold mines in the region. Those are all factors that combine to make Great Bear stand out from its group of peers. Chris, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? To be honest, uh, one of the things that keeps me up at night is uh, sort of a level of buzzing excitement. And I feel it. I'm on the project right now. I'm out. I'm talking to the geologists uh, all the time. And when you're drilling as actively as we are, there's multiple drill holes going in across kilometers of these targets. And when you see gold coming out of the ground on these things and you see the assays coming back from the lab, I wake up every day and wonder what has come in overnight and how much bigger the system has gotten, where we've expanded into, what field crews have found while they're looking around the project. It's that level of excitement that keeps me awake at night. Um, it's been such an exciting ride so far, but from the perspective of discovery, we're really just getting started on this property and it's 
like very much uh, the size of a gold district in and of its own right. So it's large, it's multi-target, and the excitement is really what uh, gets me out of bed very quickly every morning. Last question, Mr. Taylor. What did I forget to ask? <laughs> well, one of the things that people always ask me about is uh, how big uh, could the project be? And I think uh, there's some very reasonable comparisons. Like there are other uh, large district uh, discoveries uh, in, in Canada and uh, in other gold belts in the world. And if people are curious, uh, the company posts uh, many of the interviews and webinars and other things uh, that uh, me and uh, my partner, Bob Singh, our VP Exploration, uh, present to the public. In some of those, there are comparisons to other large deposits that we see in Canada that have been exceptional uh, large-scale producers and exceptional recent discoveries. And if people want to understand the scope of the system, uh, some of those things uh, make direct comparisons in terms of uh, the types of high-grade discoveries, the types of big bulk tonnage discoveries. And I think if anybody's interested in our story, maybe go to our website, www. Mr. Taylor, for someone listening that wants to get more information about Great Bear Resources, please share the website address. www.greatbearresources.ca and watch some of that video material. It can be entertaining and it can also give you an idea for what we're working on here and how big it could be. And for direct inquiries, call 604-646-8354. That number again is 604 604- Six four six eight three five four, or you may email info at greatbearresources.ca. Great Bear Resources trades on the TSXV symbol GBR and on the OOTCQX symbol GTBDF. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments. We provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to provenandprobable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Chris Taylor of Great Bear Resources, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.